Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Oh, it's Tuesday. You know what that means? It's time for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. And no, artificial intelligence will not replace us. Because how in the hell is AI going to be able to replace me and my two co-hosts? Ain't no way in the hell that's going to happen. But enough of that. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first from a wonderful nap, a power nap, if you will, the Almighty <laughs> Be Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, baseball, golf, wrestling, me wrestling with naps. <laughs> what is going on? We here now, episode two, oh, two. Are you kidding me? And we're here together. Yeah. I tried. I tried to replace the other guy with AI, but said some lots of nice things about me last week. I was away. That's okay. The technology is 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 ancient. To replace ancient technology with this newfangled stuff, it's tough to do. It's really tough to do. You never know what you're going to get with the other guy. Just, you know what? Just go ahead and introduce the other guy. There, there's no replacing him. We tried. We failed. Ta-da. Dang, B-Live. B-Live said we tried and we failed. First of all, who is we? All right, and um, oh no, 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 oh, so okay, you know what? I thought we was in this together, we did very well last week, but okay, we we had we had fun, and all three of us are in this together. And the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, pound for pound, the meanest, leanest, toughest, thuggish, ruggish lunch lady in all of the Washington school district. He is the money man, Scotty D. We are family. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I got all my sisters and brothers and me. We're boys. Oh, the Bucks are going all the way, all the way, all the way. Said the Bucks are going all the way, all the way this year. Woo! The first place. <clears throat> Pittsburgh Pirates doesn't even sound right coming out of my mouth. The first place Pittsburgh Pirates is going to be a joke. Oh, my gosh. I sure as heck hope May is half as good to the Buccas as April was because we got baseball fever up here. Oh, man, in in cold, rainy western Pennsylvania. But we also have um, draft fever this year. These last couple of days, everybody's really happy up here with the Steelers draft. They're they're excited. They got they got a a, a big dude with a grill 
and to, to protect Kenny Pickett. Did you see that the guy got a, had himself a nice big grill, the, the, the gold teeth, whatever they call that thing. Yeah. But, the, the grill. Don't you know that the the rapper? Don't you know yeah. that the rapper Trick Daddy um, had to get some new teeth because he had his grill for like the past like 25, 30 years. And he had to get like a whole new mouth. <laughs> Um, just, just be mindful. Just use them for decorations, not for permanent, you know, fixtures in your mouth. So you don't, you don't, you don't want to. People are still doing that. Are they still doing it? Or you got, or, or, yep. Or, are yep. the rappers still doing it? So you're a rapper. Was... You're, you rappers still got, you're still getting the, the grills. No, I like my teeth. I like, I like people look at my teeth. And the thing about <laughs> it is they, they, they breath probably smell like straight ass and hassan pfeffer. All right. No one <laughs> has time for that. They have your, have your stinking mouth. Uh, anyway, Scotty D over here ranting and raving about the Pirates. B-Live is like, you know what? He thought the two-man trip was good, but we function better as three. Well, that being said, let's go ahead and stop BS and let's go ahead and hop right into it, the top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. The draft has come and gone. The guy I thought Carolina was going to get, they didn't get, but they got a guy. And then, fellas, there were some teams that hit. There were some teams that missed. And then there were some teams that had us like, huh? What the hell's going on? So, um, Scotty D, I'm going to ask you, man, out of this year's draft, three picks that made you go, what you do that for? What's up with that? Um, well, I'll, I'll give you the one right off the top of, right at the top of the draft. And that was the, the Houston Texans trading to get the number three pick because they drafted a quarterback, CJ Stroud to be their franchise changing quarterback. Hey, I mean, you gotta have a lot of faith in a guy to take him that high on the, out of any player that you could get, they could get any player they wanted except one, uh, Carolina. Let off with Bryce Young and left C.J. Stroud for the Texans. I think they probably knew that. And then they traded a bunch of picks to get Will Anderson. And I didn't like that for the simple fact that if you are going to, if you're a team who needs everything, which it seems like Houston does, yet you're probably going to need some more picks to put some talent around this young quarterback. And they immediately went to defense, which, you know, that he was – it, to me, he looks like he's going to be a great player, a great NFL player, but they spent a lot to get him. And Eddie, last week, uh, when you and I were talking over the, uh, the, or the choices of voices tra- draft stuff, I said, if I was Houston, I would take a really good defensive player at number two and then start a scrub at quarterback and tank the entire year. And then next year, you're going to be in line for number one and you get one of the two stud quarterbacks right now everyone's looking at Caleb Williams number one in May is probably the second quarterback pick next year it's it's a draft that a lot of people are are eyeballing eyeballing already before going into this one having said that they have already sold out on their quarterback they gave Arizona what could be the number one pick of the draft next year and what another first and a third it was a handful Mm -hmm. of picks they they gave them they gave them up a, a uh, some, you know, a good little package of picks. But my point is, Stroud's not going to turn that team around next year. This time a year from now, they are going to need a lot. So my uh, my feeling was take the defensive player, be terrible, 
you're going to be terrible anyway. And then next year, take a quarterback who I think is probably going to be better than the one you just selected. And now they just to get that defensive player, they gave up a good bit. I, I think that that was a, just a little bit much to give up for for Will Anderson, who probably wasn't even considered the best player defensively in the draft because everyone liked um, oh, why, why am I um, the kid from Georgia who slid down to to the Eagles, uh, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter. Carter, yeah, Carter. yeah they, I mean, he was probably considered the best defensive player in the draft but you know will anderson seems to check all the boxes of being like the character guy and a strong presence uh i, I mean obviously great player but i i thought the houston kind of that was a surprise to me to see them go all in on two picks right off the bat like that and kind of strip themselves of the first round going in next year be live who was your surprise who's your head scratcher well i'm gonna go ahead and um I agree slightly with what you say about Houston moving up, going back-to-back with the number two and the number three pick. But they wanted to make an immediate impact, and they have two players that could, on both sides of the ball, that are going to make – they're going to anchor, essentially what I said before, to both sides of the ball. They sure as hell better. They, 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 they have to. They have to. I was like, ooh. I was um I had I had my headphones in because I was out and about working. About to start work. Um looking at the um NFL draft. I was like, ooh, Houston traded up. Then they're moving up. There's a but the picks that surprised me more than anything. And I was very happy to hear it because I just don't like them. The number eight pick from the Atlanta Falcons, really high for a running back. Mm. B. John Robinson out of Texas going to the Atlanta Falcons. I was like, ew. He's special, but that is high for running back. High for everything is going away. Everything is trending away from running backs. But yeah, B. John Robinson is that dude. And I think he's going to make. I think he's going to make a splash, but felt like Atlanta needed more, though, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, that, to me, that's a, he. He's he, to me, he seems more like a, a team that has a lot of pieces in place, and he's like maybe the guy that projects you forward a little bit. But I thought like like Atlanta needs a lot more than than that. Running back, yeah, running, yeah, yeah. Running back was the last thing I thought they were going to select first, but it it is, it is. Something they can work with, and they they made that move, but then to turn around, just a few picks afterwards, the Detroit Lions going with yeah. Jameer Gibbs. I was like, whoa! The hell was all that about? There's a reason teams go they, zero for fifty-seven in Super Bowls. <laughs> I was over here. I'm looking here, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, um. Don't y'all have like three good running backs? Already? They did. They it's did. Awesome. Do you remember the momentum that that team finished with last year? And their running back were part of it. I mean, they beat Green Bay on the road in a game that they had just learned they didn't need any longer. And they looked good. They looked good running the football at the end of last year. And they got rid of the two running backs that they, they had get them there. 
and I drafted one with a 12 overall. That was another, that's a big head scratcher. I agree with you, B. I was over here like, wait, what is it? And it almost, like, it's, no, it doesn't make sense because they ended up trading, um, was it DeAndre Swift away to, right. to the Eagles after they picked up um, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs will be a very good running back, but we're in a league that running backs are not as impactful, formidable as they once were. So to see two running backs go in the first 12 picks did you not... You would think they could have maybe traded down and still got him. Oh, absolutely. Nobody was looking for a running maybe back. Maybe they just didn't have a trade partner, but seemingly but then, that was a reach, I thought, right there. But then it, I mean, but then again, the Detroit Lions, you know, they, they like to gamble. So, uh, and speaking of gambling, <laughs> I think they might need a wide receiver because three of their wide receivers are suspended for, least right. for the foreseeable future. Good Lord. But they, I mean, you don't draft somebody because players are suspended. But man, I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Once, once the wide receivers um, get off of suspension, they might be a very very dangerous team. You know, I've been I've been speaking highly of the Lions for for years now. That that's I think this is going to be especially now that the whole mess of he that shall not be named is um, jet flying limousine riding um, ayahuasca taken um, sitting dark, it, dark, dark room sitting <laughs> dark room sitting son of a oh. They uh, not a gun, y'all. <laughs> beat that out, all right. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's gonna be very interesting this conversation. I think Detroit is prime. Just that's tough. Gambling, gambling, and gambling. But second half of the season is gonna be interesting. So I mean, those those two picks, running backs, so, um, definitely are in the picture. And then at the end of the day, my Panthers picking on Bryce Young. They they it was they decided is there. I can't talk trash anymore. He is he is who he's gonna be. We're gonna put um we're gonna put a pedestal right there so he can see above the offensive line. He, he's short, <laughs> it happens. I'm, I'm a, I, you know, at the end of the day, the Panthers made their move to make their move to get who they wanted to do what they do because it'd be it'd be terrible if we didn't get who we wanted this year. That's all the moves that we made. It's gonna be very interesting. I'm happy. I'm here. Keep pounding and let's go, Bryce Young, QB one for the Carolina Panthers. Eddie Koo, what say you? I'm not gonna lie. I do like the marketing of Bryce Young where they say the Bryce is right. I, I love it. I, I can't be mad at it. I can't be oh, mad it, at it. Be- before you continue, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Stop. With, with the marketing of the Bryce is right, I need everybody. That, that was good. That was good. Very. But I need y'all to stop with Bryce up, son. Bryce, Bryce, baby. Like... Like I, I, Bryce up son 
hurt very deeply. It hurts. <laughs> that that hurt. So Bryce, no, no, that is Agent Eighty Nine. That is Steve Smith. You not no, no, and no. And on top of that, after all the hype that Steve Smith put into uh, DJ Moore, and we traded him away. Way and now you're gonna put no, no the, my bad. I, I interrupted. I, I'm sorry. The Bryce is right, he's here. Go, go ahead. So, who do so who do we get the second round? Be like, was it was it Brandon Mingo? Uh, I, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I heard somebody was like, yo, uh, John, I think good. it was jo- Jonathan, Jonathan Mingo. Mingo, yeah, yeah, Jonathan Mingo. They said he's he's pretty good. Um, I think I'm like the rest of the country with the Detroit Lions. Um, I get it. You lose Jamal Williams, the free agency to the Saints. So you have to fit. So you bring in David Montgomery. So, okay, you still got your one two punch of David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift. And then you go and get Jameer Gibbs. And I'm like, wait, what you do that for? You're going to need some wide receiver. You're going to need something. And I didn't really quite understand that. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, Jameer Gibbs is a, you know, he's a, he's 5'9, 200 pounds. And he can get the job done, but it's kind of like, okay, well, you already have DeAndre Swift. When healthy, can be a top five, uh, I'm sorry, top 10. Ooh, look at me. Can be a top 10 running back in the NFL. And so another thing I didn't understand, it ain't got, ain't got a damn thing to do with draft picks. The, 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 the Philadelphia Eagles, a.k.a. the University of Georgia at Philadelphia. <laughs> And then they trade for DeAndre Swift. I'm trying to figure out what is going on. I think me and someone had a conversation at work the other day. It was like, look, I think the defense that they ran in Georgia, they try to run the same thing in Philadelphia. And I was like, that makes sense. Another befuddling pick for the Detroit Lions was Jack Campbell. Because here it is, you got a, you know, you got a linebacker, and you know, he's not your typical linebacker, you know, like like a modern linebacker. He's more like a throwback linebacker. He's 6'5", 249 pounds, and they only had three career sacks in 43 games. And worthy of the first-round pick? I think sometimes a lot of teams see things that we don't see because, you know, we don't have access. I mean, we do have access to film like that, but we don't have access to film like that. It makes sense. So, um yeah, the Lions. I'm. I'm just really trying to figure out, like, what what's this moving all about? About you know drafting this running back when you got a stable running, you know, we got a stable backfield, and then drafting a linebacker that's kind of like you know a middling at best linebacker. But um, like you said, be live. Uh, Detroit is on the way up. They got a lot going on, and it'll be real interesting to see uh, what the Lions do next season. Um, can, Scott, can, uh, Scott, can Scott I, go ahead. I'll say, can I? Can I? Can I do? Can I trigger someone though? All right. Can I? Can I trigger someone? Because uh, uh, you are gonna poke the bell. You are gonna poke the bell. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, no. They were they were one pick away from you having a you pull tight, on you. from having a tight end. You are at Dallas Cowboys, Scotty D. How do you feel? I was a little little angry at the time that it happened because I, I think that this Dalton Kincaid from Utah is a guy that could be a real difference maker. He could be like a 
like not not I mean it's unfair to compare somebody who has not played yet someone like Kelsey or Gronk but those are the kind of guys that ter- help really take your offense to the next level and I think that he he can do that and I think he will do that with Buffalo but I sat there for three hours waiting for them to turn in the card and say his name and Buffalo at the last second jumped in and scooped him now you can criticize the Cowboys maybe for not being more aggressive and jumping up but I think they were they were confident that if they didn't get him, that Mozzie Smith was going to be the guy that they were going to take. And I, I haven't heard otherwise that Mozzie was going to be their pick regardless. I haven't heard one way or the other, honestly. But um, Mozzie scares me because Taco, uh, the Taco situation from a few years ago. When Taco Cowboys Charl- Taco, uh, yeah. Char- Taco Charlton. And and I remember watching, uh, you know, on draft night, they always show everybody's highlights immediately after they say a name. And, but, and I remember thinking, he looks bad on film. Well, Mozzie doesn't look quite that bad. And the Cowboys addressed the serious need because the Cowboys defense was pretty good last year, but they did give up a lot of rushing yards. So this is that's why he was brought in. And they re-signed Hank, and they tr- made a fifth-round trade last year to get Hank. And so... The, they are committing to, to to stopping the run, but yeah, oh man, it would have been nice to have gotten. Uh, oh, we were right there. We were right there to get Don Kincaid, and I and I yelled, "Damn!" in my house, and probably upset my mother, who was ready to go to bed. That I'm in, that her son's in the other room yelling at a sport that's not even being played at this point in time. But yeah, that one that one did upset me. Uh, uh, that was that did bother me. Oh, but even better, Uh-oh. even better. This is something that that made me chuckle very much. So it doesn't matter where I, I mentioned him earlier. The heater shall not be named. That ayahuasca taken, darkness sitting dude. Um, they still didn't draft anything offensive. <laughs> yeah, just, nothing. They just, they, Good Lord, why can't... Don't you think that maybe when the Packers were making the trade, they're like, all right, we're going to let you do this on one condition. You can't take any offensive players in the first couple of rounds. You have to you have to just keep sticking it to this guy and give him, get him defense for New York. He does have already offensive weapons going to New York, though. I mean... But, but the thing about this is the, the thing that the Jets did... Their defense is what was... What everybody is clamoring about, the fact that the Jets' defense was what was going to give Aaron Rodgers that, oh, they're, the, they're, they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, they're going to win, because the Jets' defense is ready to win right now, and they drafted a decent defensive yeah. player. Like, yeah, I'm but like, they, they drafted, what's his name last year, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, the, the receiver, and then he signed who was it, Valdez Scantling or somebody that one of them old Packers? No, God no. Um Alan Lazard. Lazard's Lazard, <laughs> yeah, it was Lazard. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't know if it might have could have been Jordy Nelson. I would have bought that if he was talking about <laughs> I knew it was an old an old Packer that they brought in. Donald to, Driver. To get him gun. And they have a good a good running back. So they have some good offensive pieces. They 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 really felt that the quarterback was the missing piece on the offense. So, you know, they solidified the defense. I can't, I can't blame him for that, but it was kind of funny that, you know, what's really been getting Aaron's goat up in green Bay the last couple of years is not getting drafting any weapons for him. And I thought, <laughs> the trend I thought, continued. I thought they would have went O line. I, I, that's what I thought they were yep. going to go O line. They went 
offensive line. Um, they went um outside linebacker. I was like, wait a minute. So who drafted? Who, who do you think had a good draft? Who who who, who did you like overall? Like draft or or was there a pick? A certain pick? You said yes, that's a really good pick. Or or yes, I think they had a good draft. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I think I don't know if it's pandering, but I really think it. They made a statement. A statement was made by the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. I think I think them going with Zay Flowers wide wide receiver. They said, "Hey, bro." Um, Lamar Jackson, we are sorry. We should have paid you. This this shouldn't have waited this long. We we we're gonna draft a wide receiver. We're gonna get you a wide receiver in free agency. We're gonna give you the weapons that you've been begging for. I yeah. think the Ravens. I think the Ravens hit a home run this entire offseason. Not only just the draft, but in all things considered. And there's also rumors. Also rumors. No, there's not. No, there's no, no, no. You, you don't. You're not. You didn't wait. For, you did not wait for me to finish. <laughs> I know I made a meme about this, but no, this is completely different. Um, there are rumors that Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's um contract is structured in a way that they still have cap room to oh. get um D Hop. They're trying to find a way to get. The um, I'm I'm. I thought you were gonna tell me. I thought I I didn't. I know. I know you were talking about every night. Yeah, I know. Jesus. Oh man. But yeah, there there talks that Baltimore is negotiating with Arizona, trying to get D Hop as well, and that would be a dangerous, dangerous combination in Baltimore. I think. If you could find a way to get D Hop, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, Mark Ant, that could be and, and a happy and a happy Lamar Jackson with those. Forget what all those talking talking heads talk about. I would pick Baltimore Ravens to win it all next year if you find a way to get D Hop. DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Oh, yes. I'd pick them immediately if they get they, DeAndre they aren't Hopkins. Gonna win, they aren't going to win their own division. Wow. Mm. Okay. The, bang, the Bengals needed help on defense, and they got it. Now, I thought they would address the offensive line, but evidently they're confident with what they got. But the Bengals went defense throughout the draft. Yep, they got uh, Miles Murphy, DJ Turner, Jordan Battle, and Jordan Battle, which is good because, you know, you address needs, but fellas, if you if you look at it, sneaky on the low, who had a good draft? I would say Scotty D, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because I agree, because they got you know they they got they got Kenny Pickett some help. Yep, getting Broderick Jones. They got Joy Porter Jr. Then they got yeah. Keanu Benton. You know Darnell Washington. They got another linebacker. Um, and then they went. Joey Porter a, was seemingly a first round talent. They got in the second round, so that it, was yeah. So I mean, just just think about it. like I'm reading it on the Sport News. I'm gonna read it to you real quick the analysis. Uh, the Steelers crushed the first draft with GM Omar Khan. Uh, they feel their two biggest needs: a pass protector for Kenny Pickett and a big cover man to help Patrick Peterson. Jones and Porter were both first round talents. Washington is a great number two. Uh, is a great 
number two as a blocker, and the Wisconsin one-two punch of Benton and Herbig will provide Badger T.J. Watt with upfield support. So they 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 plug gaps, and I'm going to tell you, man, the Steelers they, the Steelers are going to make some noise. They are really, really going to make some noise. Sound sound, sound good. Yeah, yeah, so the Steelers, they just had like it was it was awesome. It was awesome that they had like a good, you know, because I'm looking at sporting news, you know, you got Steelers, they got an A plus. The Philadelphia Eagles went and drafted all of Georgia. The Philadelphia oh. Bulldog. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. It's 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 hard to grade drafts without any of them being on the field yet. You know, I remember last year we talked, you guys asked me, did I like the Cowboys first pick, Tyler Smith? He was offensive lineman from Tulsa. And I said, it's not a flashy pick, but until I see him play, I'm going to hold off being mad about that pick because he looks like a beast on film and they say his big problems holding. Well, if you help him with technique. And then this year, he was a beast. He he, he had a great rookie season. But I I hate saying this. To me... It looks like the Eagles hit it out of the park on this on this draft. <laughs> yeah. It really does. As, as a Cowboy fan, I hate this to, to come out with this because I, at the end of right, right a week or two after the Super Bowl this year, I was saying the Eagles could be short lived because they had lost a bunch of players. They had a, some gaps in free agency. They, they had lost coordinators. So it's not a slam dunk that the Eagles are going to be right back there again this year. Well, then they went up and stacked up on defense. I mean, that Ringo, the defensive back they got in the fourth round was a pretty good player. I mean, he mm-hmm. was, you know, he was an impact when they won the national championship uh, a year or so ago. And, yeah. Georgia, Georgia defensive line, Georgia linebacker, Nolan Smith, Tyler Steen, offensive line from Alabama. I mean, they're drafting big-time players. These are, you know, they don't need to address quarterback position and receiver right now because they're pretty stacked right there. But what they needed, they went out and got, man. I, I, I give them a lot of credit. Yeah, gone. I, 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 hate, I hate seeing Jalen Carter on the schedule twice a year now. <laughs> yeah. Well, hell, how you think we? how you think we feel? We got a damn chase B. John Robinson ass twice a year. <laughs> yeah. They were there. That was a, like I said, that was a reach. But once again, that dude, that dude is the truth. Yeah. 35 touchdowns in two years. BJ Robinson is that dude. Now, let me put this, let me put this right here real quick. Um, because we're talking about first round and all the hype and everything like that. The game that I initially wanted to be QB1 for the Carolina Panthers. The guy that everybody had high on their draft picks. Before I even mention this guy, I'm going to mention the losers of the NFL draft. And there's two of them. Instagram and Reddit. Uh-oh. Instagram <laughs> and Reddit lost terribly at this draft, at this draft because of this guy that I'm talking about. Will Levis not getting picked at all mm. in the first round. A Reddit post said that he was going number one. Vegas, this odd shifted from 4,000 to 400. Him flexing his muscles on Instagram. And Will Levis sat in, sat in Kansas City. Yep. Not getting picked he at got, all. He got Geno'd. 
You got Geno Smith. <laughs> but Eddie, if you remember, I said that last week. I said that I said there was like three teams in the top ten that needed quarterbacks, and there were four quarterbacks, and one of them could slide all the way into the second round, and he was the one. Now, before we move on to the other topic, I, I gotta, I gotta bring this one up because bring Eli, it up. I listened to what you bring said last up. week. You said you would take Anthony Richardson number one overall, and that to me sounds ridiculous because this is a guy who had a fifty-two percent completion rate. He threw nine picks in ten games last year. Bad mistake, Colts. Bad mistake to take that dude. He is going oh. to be a bust. He is going to be an absolute bust. You can't tell you you would rather have him than, than Bryce Young, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, oh, no, I, oh, you yeah, don't. Yes, no, I you would. Don't. Yes, I would. You oh, that's yes, why you're not the GM. That's terrible that, idea. That's exactly why why I'm sitting right here right now having trouble with my green screen and my shoulder missing in this um, <laughs> because. I don't. I would rather have Anthony Richardson. No, you wouldn't. He's, yes. he's going to be a. All right. Well, what one of these yes, days, and I, it's probably going to be next I year because he's going to be playing next year. You're going to say, Scotty D, you were right about that dude. He's a bust. He is an absolute bust. I, th I think Anthony Richardson's going to be ridiculous. I think he is going to be ridiculous. He's going to be think, terrible. I, I think Andy Day. I think Andy's going to be dangerous. That backfield with Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor is going to be, it, A, is going to be unpredictable. And but at I some say, point, I, he's going to have to throw it. It's, if he's playing yeah, up, he's going to have to throw it. And who Shane, knows where going? Shane, Shane's stitching on Hamlet. Florida had no wide receivers last year. How do you, how do you know? They weren't getting the ball. The other team was getting them. Oh, my God. The turf was getting them. He only played 52% with nine picks. That's a that's four overall? Oh, um, man. Right, yeah. We, this, this episode is coming out on May 2nd, 5-2-23. We're recording this right now at 5-1-23, 9-30 p.m. Market, market, post it, put a pin in it. Because we're going to come back to this episode 202 and figure out who was right and who was wrong. It ain't going to take cool. long. It ain't going to take long. Here, here we go. All right, cool. we, uh, we, we, <laughs> we, we, got, we got one more guy we got to ask real quick. Uh, we got to ask uh, Greg Olson. How do you feel about the um, Colts taking Anthony Richardson? Greg Olson, how you feel? Yeah, I think he's really athletic. But, yeah, he's also really terrible at the same time. I think it was a bad mistake to go that high on a, on a player who – Basically, it's heads or tails whether the ball's going to be completed. Yeah, that's that's that uh, sh sh shout out terrible. to our correspondent, uh, Greg Olson. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about Bryce Young coming to Carolina, though. I might even put the pads back on and go out and try to catch the balls from this young man. <laughs> I'm really glad Anthony Richardson's not going to be the Carolina Panthers quarterback because he's going to be terrible. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number 202 of the Sports Bros Podcast. We're not done yet. We're nowhere near it. <laughs> nowhere. Uh, uh coming coming right back. We'll be talking about NBA and NHL playoffs, especially the NHL playoffs, because two teams projected to win it all went home. And one team won the first series ever in franchise history. Find out who did what right here on the Sports Bros Podcast.
Sports Bros. This is Button. Congratulations on your 200th episode. Now get your asses back to work. As promised, we are back here once again at the Sports Bros Podcast. Eddie Cool, the Almighty Be Live, the Money Man Scotty D, and um, another set of sports are in, in the middle of the playoffs this year. The NBA and the NHL, a whole lot going on. As I alluded to earlier, two favorites in the NHL. They got sent home packing, and there's a new kid on the scene, namely the Seattle Kraken. But first, fellas, let's go ahead and get into this whole NBA thing, fellas. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It seems like to me that this playoffs, this year's Miami Heat, looking like the bubble heat. They just beat everybody on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's still early, so... um, Give me some thoughts, fellas. Give me some thoughts. I've I've not really had a chance to watch a lot of basketball, but from what I heard, like LeBron James and the Lakers, they gave Dylan Brooks a um, you know, they gave a proper send-off, you know, of 40 points. <laughs> and then Steph Curry just did Steph Curry stuff, just out of his mind. Scotty D, give me something NBA related right now. This is a very strange year because as you mentioned, in the NHL, the defending champions went home in the first round, as did the team that had the best season in NHL history. While in the NBA, a number seven, five, six, seven, and eight have all advanced in the NBA finals. Incredible that this all is happening the same year. Now, you look at the the uh, the Heat and the Lakers, and they are not teams that you would typically consider to be a seven and eight seed. Miami was pretty much a shot away from advancing to the finals a year ago. And maybe it's because they're not on TV that much, or at least I haven't seen them. They get kind of overlooked. Maybe, you know, they're one of their better shooters. Hero is is out. Um, so they're not getting – you know, I don't know why they why they were seated so low. I don't know why they they didn't have a better regular season. Matter of fact, I think they lost their first playing game, didn't it? Did they not? And they, didn't they have the to heat, win? The, yep, yeah. The heat, lost, the heat lost their first play, um, playing yeah, game. They, yep. they had to play their way into the eighth seed. And then they dispatched with Milwaukee. And now the Heat are going to have a little bit of the same issue that Milwaukee had, and that is a star player with an injury because that that was a nasty ankle roll that Jimmy Butler had the other night. And he's a player that relies on his quickness. He's not a uh, your typical NBA three-point threat right now like a lot of these other players are. He's a guy that likes to, to get to the basket, uh, pull up jumpers, play that kind of game. And I like that style of play, and I hate I hate seeing that. So he's going to be a questionable uh, going forward. But man, they they brought it to the Knicks in Game One on Sunday afternoon. Um, and then the then you know Golden State they're not your typical what were they six seed? They're the six, six seed. Yeah. They're six. Yeah, they were six, and the Lakers are seven. And the NBA boy, they are thrilled to not have. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Instead of, getting, instead of getting Memphis versus Sacramento, they are getting Steph Curry versus LeBron, and they are they are slobbering all over themselves. Their mouths are watering over this matchup. I tell you, though, you know, I picked uh, Golden State to go to the finals. I picked Milwaukee, too, so my Eastern pick is out. I'm done on that side. Golden State, to me, though, as much as they, you know, they've had trouble on the road. They did win a road game early. Then what did they do on Friday night? A closing out game at home, and they got smoked. And then on Sunday, it took a 50-point effort by Steph Curry. 
you don't usually see him having to carry that team the way he carried them on Sunday, but he had to carry them pretty much single-handedly on his back to get into the position to play the Lakers. Whereas the Lakers right now are seem to be clicking. If if you get that version of Anthony Davis that we had in round one, they will beat Golden State and might beat them convincingly because they don't have anybody inside that can match up with AD. Uh, I mean, Looney will go in there and bang a little bit, and Draymond will go in there and bang a little bit, but the Lakers are clicking. And Golden State, to me, doesn't look like they're clicking. Clay Thompson hasn't looked really good in the playoffs. Um, Poole has not really looked good. He seems to be moping. I think they're having some issues. Uh, they had the, I, I read a report that Steph actually had like give a pep talk to the team about kind of putting your ego aside and not worrying about your minutes and just getting in there and playing. If he's doing that in the postseason, then some things are, are not very smooth right now with Golden State. So I think they could be ripe for the picking. And... We could get a we could LA improbably as bad as the season they had before the All Star break. Improbably, the Lakers are in a position they're they're looking pretty good right now. I, I think with this matchup, just because it just it just doesn't seem like Golden State is clicking, and it's looked to me like with uh, the win over Sacramento, as soon as De'Aaron Fox hurt his finger, that series kind of changed a little bit too. I mean they. They just they just didn't look like they were ready. And, you know, you see this in the NBA all the time. A team that's really good, they're up here. They get taught a lesson by a veteran team in the postseason. You almost need to get beat to learn how to win going forward. And I kind of think that might have been the case. But uh, that was one of Steph Curry's crowning jewel moments in the postseason on Sunday. I mean, but can you expect him to score 50 a night to get past the Lakers? I don't know, B-Live. Uh, you can you – can. You can be part of this corporate machine and conglomerate that hypes the heck out of the Golden State Warriors and uh, Los Angeles Lakers. I don't care. Neither one of these teams are winning at all. I'm going to say I said it before. Oh, the I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to stick the Nuggets Stop the Nuggets. The reason why nobody's talking about the Nuggets is because they're like, it's, it's not it's not hype enough. It's just the reason. Well, who are we talking about? The two time MVP? Or the, the Nuggets should be what everybody's who, talking about. What voice about. are you doing over there? Who, whose voice care. is that? I don't, <laughs> I don't do that, know. Do that voice just, for me again. Did a voice for me again. I was... I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed right now because I'm watching everybody hype up the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers, and nobody, and I mean nobody, still to this day is giving love to the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are going to win it all. They're going to win it all. There's not there's not been one chink in the armor. There's not been they might. one they could like 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 you, you tell me right now anything bad about the Nuggets. Anything. Their best player's white. <laughs> you know it. You so damn child. Child's got to be you so damn childish. <laughs> yes, I see. I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to. He's trying to bait me into something. No, the, the Nuggets are clearly, by far, 
And <laughs> what makes it work? Like, do you understand? Do you understand this roster that Denver has? There's four players on that starting lineup that can that can score thirty. Like it. I tell you, Murray I mean, looks incredible right now. Yep. Looks, looks like we're about to get Bubble Murray all over again. And he was, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he looks really good. That's why I'm like, I, I almost even forgot about him. And then he, I was like, I doubled down on the Nuggets winning it all. And then I watched him play this. I'm like, ooh. Oh, they're even better than what I thought. And I put them to win it all. Come on, it doesn't matter what happens between the um the Warriors and the Lakers. They both have weaknesses. Yes, but it's they're more interesting. That's the more interesting series. I don't you see. There's the problem with That's sports and media. The, the sports and media right now. I don't care about what's interesting. I care about who wins. Obviously, because you're watching XFL. But we had wow. we had Steph Curry <laughs> go against LeBron James four years in a row in the finals, and now we have them again playing each other again. That's very interesting to me. LeBron's new team against Steph's old team—that's interesting. And you know what else would be interesting? If Golden State beats the Lakers, it'd be interesting to watch them go against Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul. That would be interesting. And if the Nuggets win it all, great. It's just not as interesting. It's just not. And it, and it could happen. It's just not we, as interesting. We, we've done this for 202 episodes. We've been boys for 18 years. I never thought for the life of me that you would be one. I'm not even looking at the camera because I can't even look at your face right now because I'm disgusted. I never thought that you would be the one that would go for what's interesting as opposed to what's good what's better like you see you you're you're a walking hypocrite right now because what's <laughs> what's interesting is the three-pointer the three-point shot and scoring more what's more interesting is liv um golf over pga no, it's not. because it's no, because not. there's more money involved what's it's more, not more interesting, interesting is the xfl with one two <laughs> or three not. points decided no, and you get it to, no 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 at this camera because that's exactly how you sound right now i'm not i'm not gonna allow this no no you are not going. You're the XFL is not I, interesting I, I, at all. It's terrible. I every week I dedicate at least two hours of my time watching highlights of the XFL <laughs> to produce the Sports Bros Top Five. I look at the XFL. I don't know I why you USFL. do that. You know why I do it? It's very because and you do a very good job. I I, but I, you I commend you on it. But you turn it around. Much right appreciated, you, much appreciated. You said you said on the air. I'm. Still can't look at your face right now because you'd rather see the Golden State Warriors, yes, or the the lock as opposed to the Denver Nuggets that are just playing great basketball through top to bottom. You'd rather see interesting rather than good. I'm disgusted. I'm appalled, and I don't even know who Paul is on this show. 
if the Nuggets, if the Nuggets, if the Nuggets get by Phoenix, and it's not 100% that they're going to get by Phoenix because they're still pretty good too. It if the Nuggets 100%. get by Phoenix, 100%. Phoenix okay. does not have a bitch. Okay, if the Nuggets Prince play the Hall Warriors, I will. 27 years old playing 40 minutes. There's Very no true. way. The, the, Very true. The Very, you it. might be right. They might. They, they might. And if that happens, and they play the Warriors, I will root for the Nuggets. I'm rooting for the Lakers regardless, because I'm just a Laker fan. But who's who? Who do you think is going to get more rate, better ratings? The Warriors than the Lakers, or the Nuggets and the Suns? I mean, one's more interesting than the other. Doesn't mean that that I'm saying the Nuggets aren't any good. They're awesome. They're really good. I mean, they're the number one seed for a reason. Aren't they? Are they number one? Yeah, they're number one seed. Yep. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're really, really good. I didn't think that Scotty D would really be on the show talking about ratings. <laughs> I just tell you who's more interesting. And Lakers and Lakers, Lakers and Warriors are more interesting for sure. Just like Celtics 76ers are probably going to be a little bit more interesting than, than Knicks and Heat and I you know I I'm watching all I'm watching all you know I haven't watched a lot of, of NBA this year. I watched the Knicks clank off about throw about twenty five three pointers off the rim in the backboard on Sunday. That was really interesting. So I'll 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 be watching. I'm rooting I'm rooting for the seventy uh, sixers right now. I want to see them come. I I want to see that too. I want to see the Joel, Joel Embiid to heal up and get in there and make a difference and send the Celtics home. That's what I'm rooting for. I, I want to see that too. Now I can look at you. Oh, Lakers you. and 76ers. Now that, that would be interesting. Embiid yeah. against Anthony. Boy, would that be interesting? That's what I'm rooting for. You just, you I just, think it would you still, there you go. We've talked about this before. What? I'm just saying, I think it would, you know what? Sometimes you got to see something different from time to time. Right? You I mean, the, 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 so, 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 so here's, so, so, so let, let, let's, let's, <laughs> Let, let's liken it to this. Let's liken it to this. Let's liken it to this. You, you know, be careful, Eddie Cool. He's about to. He's about to have. Y'all gonna go to. Y'all go to. Y'all gonna. Y'all gonna get me kicked out of my no, apartment right no, now. No, no, be live. Be live. I'm. I'm a. There's a difference. Be live. Hold on. I'm. I'm. I'm a liken it to it like this. Sometimes you got to do something different. You know how every year. You know how every year, you go to that one relative house, for the holidays, right? be it Thanksgiving, Christmas, or whatever, knowing that they can't cook worth a damn. Mashed potatoes ain't got no salt in it. Turkey dry as hell. <laughs> Cranberry sauce just looking like, ugh. Giblet gravy looking like a, 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 a rainy day in South Carolina mud, dirt mud. Sometimes you got to change it up from time to time. Sometimes. Right, change it up and get, let's get LeBron in the finals for a change. <laughs> you got to change it up from time to time, man. And, and, think, and think about this. Do you, now, think about this. After a while, you get tired of going to that relative house. Y'all be sitting in the car. Because y'all be sitting in the car. Like, I need you to change. So that we we got to go to the. Hold on. Because you be sitting in the car like. These jokers can't cook. I don't know why we going over here every year, year in and year out, wasting our damn speaking time. Speaking of jokers, speaking of jokers, the Nuggets, <laughs> jokers, <laughs> Nuggets. Um, 
Yo, boy. Now, see, now, see, now, see the Nuggets. That's nice too. I like that, Bill. I like that pick. I like that too. Yes. And by the way, um, do you guys know what ACC team had the most players drafted in the NFL draft this year? Right away, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was good call, Eddie. Cool. I'm just guessing. All roads lead to Narduzzi. Anyway, <laughs> it's like, I just okay, while his blood pressure is up, I might as well just go ahead and mention it while the blood pressure is already high. While, 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 while he, while, 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 right. cool all Scotty D, go ahead and uh, hop into the NHL real quick. Well, I was not expecting to see Boston go down like that. That is an epic collapse. And I, and I didn't watch all that much of it because they were up three to one and cruising on into the next round. And then with a minute to go, they were a goal away and a minute away from advancing and could not keep Florida out of the net. And lost in overtime. That's that is stunning to me. And then uh, just an hour later, the Kraken are up two to nothing on the Avalanche, and, and completely change the complexion of all the all the NHL players. But um, so wait a minute. So we got the Carolina Hurricanes. They're waiting. Are they waiting on the winner of Jersey in the, in the Rangers? That's all right. As we're recording after two Jersey's up two nothing. So that's what we get in a game seven in the Eastern Eastern playoffs. Well. I'm, I'm, my blood pressure is through the roof. Um, Over the Eddie, nuggets. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Cool, um, as the head of creative, um, part of part of the deal of me being on the show, I get unlimited um, medical. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> going to um, apply that after this episode. Hey, B Live, I think I got a week of therapy I can give you. I've got no fear. I'll give you a week of therapy. I'm going to give you a week to put my foot in your ass. One week on me, brother. One week on me. Hey, May is mental health month. Nothing but love for you. Nothing but love for you. Man, the Boston Bruins, the president. Ten years in a row, the President's Cup winner does not equate to the Stanley Cup. It's, oh, and this one, I know, I know. I've already spoken to a few people that are Bruins fans that are um, near and dear to me here. The best regular season in the history of the NHL broke Every single regular season record and to go down in overtime in game seven against the Florida Panthers was up by a goal. Florida pulls the goalie empty net to score and go into overtime. And let me say into overtime, man, it's, in a, in a playoff, Stanley Cup playoff hockey is just a beautiful thing. Yes. Oh my, you have no clue. You literally, it, it, for, them, for, for them to even think about putting the, the NHL bracket. No, we're not. You know what? The sport, we're not going to do a bracket for the NHL. Nobody knows. We just, the NHL doesn't even know who's going to win. Man, oh, this is. Pandemonium, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, come on, come on, Hurricanes! Let's win it all, baby. Let's win it all. It's a beautiful thing. Don't they? Are they the ones that dumb, do the dumb clap thing? 
Or is that, isn't that the hurricane to do, do that, that silly clap thing over the head? You got, you got one. You got one mean, more time. Let's get let's you, let's get buttons. Meanwhile, one. Be like, hey, be Meanwhile, the penguins are at the house chilling. <laughs> very true. Very true. The penguins are at the house chilling. Watch, watch your, watch your mouth. Your M O U F mouth. Watch. Saying like he he can't he chose violence for this episode. I don't even understand. Like I I don't think I've ever done anything wrong to him. Like why does he come at me like this? Like, Ooh, like Philly this beat is, Boston. What? They're up. They're up one nothing in the series. How about that? Yeah, oh, man. We, they they said uh, Jason Tatum and um James Harden had like, like thirty points apiece. Wow. Like, like I think I mentioned that that James Harden, you get this version of James Harden, he's gonna be dangerous. Yep. But I, I mentioned that in the episode before, but I still don't understand why Scotty D just he continues to press that button. And like like I don't understand. Like I, I think let's I'm move on. Hey, let's move on because we got three minutes till the nuggets play. Like keeps, three minutes till the nuggets come on TV. I'd like to the, the doctor, I, I I don't understand why he keeps doing this to me. Like he's, yes. he's, hey, he's hey, got a D. Wasn't elicit response from me. He Looking at my phone, the Nuggets are coming on three minutes. Like no, Looking at my phone. Guess what now, time it is? He wants to talk time. about the dumbness uh-huh, that glad the, you the loudest stadium for the choices of the Would that be said? Yo, button, hit it, hit it. He be like, <laughs> he comes out so we clap. That's what we do with the storm surge. We are the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't understand why he keeps coming at me. And now, our favorite part of the show the choices of the voices. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, if you boy. stay with us through this train wreck of an episode, <gasps> thank you. And with Oof, that uh... being. And with that being said, oh. <laughs> pressure points. Once again, thank you to the wonderful land, Scotty D. Watch your ears. Ever so lovely. Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show. You heard the woman, the choices of the voices. We ask y'all a question, you give us the answer, and hopefully be live. Don't lose his mind. I'm just hoping that he doesn't lose his mind. Hopefully, he wouldn't drink some water. Took a, took a took a bite of a tater chip and woosah and got it together. Um, peppermint oil works well for temple massages. Be like, it really does. All right, <laughs> Scotty D. With that being said, uh, what's on tap for this week's choices? <laughs> the voices. I think we're talking the NBA, and I asked to think of your favorite player and your favorite moment, or one of your favorite moments from their postseason career. Um, we had a couple dumb answers, but mostly we had pretty good ones there. Eddie Cool, what did the people say? All right, um, Lonnie Doxy, he just left a graphic of Michael Jordan gliding from the free throw line, and that looked real all-star game-ish. And not playoff-ish, but Michael Jordan, playoffs, no said, just like he said. So no said, really cannot argue that. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, all right? Uh, then Scott Donnelly said uh, Lonnie Doxy is actually not enough. Um, <laughs> that's not a postseason game. The question asked for a favorite moment from your favorite player in the postseason game, and you gave me a picture of a duck contest. And Paul Ward yeah. said Scott Donnelly, don't, me- <laughs> don't mess with Scott like that. All right, so here we go. Fred so Dizzle- you, know, you know where he's going, though? Straight, straight in there. Penalty box. Straight in there. Need Mo- the question. 
Yeah, move, move, move over Platinum Mike and Bob Craft. All right. Uh, coming up next, we got Trey Dizzle. He said, "I wish Dak great. I wish Dak Prescott was a great basketball player." <laughs> Scott Donnelly said, "Good answer, Trey Duke." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joy Bucket, Joe Gaffkin. He said, "Okay, jo- finally we get a good answer here from Joe." All right, he said, "Michael Jordan flu game. Michael Jordan sixty three against the Celtics." And um, I better whisper because I'm I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Michael Jordan over Craig Elo in Cleveland at Richmond Coliseum. Mm. Still stings. It don't stings. It stings. All right. Yeah. Mike Davis said, "Oh, oh man, this is easy." Um, LJ is my favorite of all time, and the four point play against the Pacers was the best thing that I remember. So that was Larry Johnson, Grandma. Yeah, Larry Johnson. Hey. I don't know if you remember. You remember he used to walk around in New York and do this right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yep. like, I was like, oh, okay, Larry Johnson. I get it. What a hell of a player, man. Career. Coach, I liked him too. Oh man, I loved him, loved him, loved him. Um, Brian Calvert. He said there are a lot of players um, that I like, but my favorite game has to be Magic and watching him play for the Lakers in the 1980s. Also, like how Reggie Miller took down the Knicks in the postseason. I all right. Reggie had some bad moments in the postseason against the Knicks. Yeah, Reggie three was point a, ball. Yeah, yeah, Reggie was a butcher knife killer, man. Um, Jr. Brother to the show, he says LeBron James block of Andre Iguodala on Game Seven in 2016, then Kyrie hitting the shot for the game to give the Cavs the championship. Um, and Michael Jordan to pass then pa- the Michael Jordan pass to Paxton for the championship in 93 over the Phoenix Suns, which means Michael Jordan deferred the shot and said, here you go, Paxson, and he made a three. He delivered that one. Huh? Yeah, he delivered that. Yeah, he he delivered that one. And from the looks of it, um, that's all we got for the choice of the voices. Unless I missed any, B-Live, did I miss any? Yes. Um, Just a real quick, and it is, this, is my, this is my fault. Um, I need to get my life together. I usually... Um, Put the um, choice of the voices answers on a nice little um, sheet that I send off, and I um, fell asleep because um, I'm Thanks, tired Thanks, and I'm old. But um, from the Sports Bros family page, um, Tom Wynn comes through with Walt Clyde Frazier with 36 mm-hmm. points and 19 assists against the Lakers in game seven of the 1969-1970 finals. Of course, it was in black and white with the tennis attached to the house. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, Walt Clyde Frazier. Um, Jeffrey Lewis comes through. He says, the Warriors almost undefeated playoff run. I want to say this was probably... Um, this wasn't the 73-9 and nine year. I think it was the year beforehand, the first year with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I was saying too. The first year they got KD probably, yeah. And and, and then he 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 made that comment right as um Steph Curry put um a 50 piece on <laughs> on the man. Oh mama, here goes that man. How's Mike um was it Mike Green goes bang? Yep. Yeah, that was Steph Curry doing the thing. Oh Matty Ice Martin Tracy come to Says finals MVP Larry Legend. Of course, you know he had to go with the Boston Celtics. He remembers watching every game, every game against um, a Hall of Fame stacked Lakers squad. He was a sophomore in high school in Boston. The whole city was electric, and Bird's run was just amazing. Where he averaged 
27 points, 14 rebounds, and 3.6 um, six assists in the 1984 NBA Finals. Larry Legend. Yes, sir. So I want to throw that out there as well. All right. And move right along real quick. Scotty D, playoff moment. What you got? Let's see if you guys can answer this one for me. Okay. You guys know who my all-time favorite NBA player is? Magic Johnson. Yes. And what do you think was the best moment? Um, that time where he had to play center because Kareem got hurt Ooh. against the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Very good. But actually, fast forward to 1987 in the Boston Garden, Magic Johnson threw up the sky hook to beat the Celtics oh. and give the Lakers a 3-1 to one lead. That is my all-time favorite NBA moment, period. Magic Johnson beating the Celtics. Because the Celtics were the defending champions, and the Lakers had a home court. They won the first two, then lost game three in Boston. That was the 2-3-2 format. So they needed to win one up there, and uh, that was it. That was the one they won. And Magic's – that was the first time I can ever remember Magic throwing up the skyhook because Kareem was on the team, and he was the skyhook <laughs> legend. So that was my answer. Be live who, who you got. Um, I'm going to play the same game you played. No, I'm really not going to play the same game. I'm just going to throw out some um, stats real quick because you mentioned Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson had five five rings, right? Yeah. Kobe Bryant had five. Um, LeBron James has four rings. Um, Kareem, Kareem has six, right? He has six rings. Um, Michael Jordan yeah, has – yeah. Um, Kareem, Kareem has six. Kareem has six. Michael Jordan has six rings. This guy that I'm going to bring to the table, and this is actually, I haven't mentioned a lot about him. I mentioned him in passing from time to time. Here you go. But this guy has seven rings. And, Scott, you should appreciate this guy as a Lakers fan, and you absolutely have to mention that this moment because this he's literally my favorite player. This is a guy I idolized playing basketball. Because I wasn't the guy that dribbled the ball a lot, but I was the guy that found my spot behind the three-point line. And, the, the and you were deadly with it. You were deadly I with was it. Deadly with it. And this guy absolutely was big deadly shot. with it. And that's why. Yes, sir. Big shot, Bob Robert Ori, 2002 NBA Finals. Kobe Bryant drives to the lane, misses a layup. Shaquille O'Neal gets the rebound, misses the putback. It gets tipped out to Robert Ory. Swisher sweet. Ayo. Robert Ory was it. Always found a way to be in the right place at the right time. That's the reason why he has seven. Seven rings. And yep. just literally, that that was my dude. He would he he never filled up the stat sheet. But he was always one pass away, dropping the bucket. Big shot, Bob. Yes, sir, Eddie. Cool. What you got? I'm going to take the answer of our brother Jr. A.K.A. Smoothie Starwalker, and I'm going to say the block by LeBron James, and then the shot, because um, let's just say LeBron lived up to his promise. Hey, I'm gonna come to Cleveland. I'm gonna win the championship. And that's what happened. And the thing about it, it was an impressive fashion because they did it 
and Golden State. They did it on the road, one of the most toughest places to play. That's when they were at the Oracle. The old was it the old Oakland yeah. College. Yeah, that the old yeah. Oracle or whatever. And they were down three one. And they were down three one, and so that just capped it off, man. And so it was just like that was an epic, epic comeback. Seventy three and nine. Yep. Seventy three and nine, the best ever regular season. Um, yeah, the best, the best ever regular season team. And the Cleveland said, uh, "Best of all time." Hold my drink. Watch this. Look at him. We're gonna be the asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put a little asterisk by that. So, um, yeah, that's that. Scotty D, what's on tap next week? Well, we've been talking a lot about the NBA and into the draft. We're gonna ask this very simple question who's going to win the world series this year we haven't really done much baseball preview ourselves we're a month in so let's still talk a little baseball next week on the choice of the voices and see who the people i'm going to tell you right now it's not going to be the pirates i'm not going to pick them I, i'm not going i'm not gonna i'm gonna give you a spoiler you're right you're right the bucks are going all the way all the way all, the way. All right, that's going to give us something to talk about next week, Eddie Cool. Who's going to win the World Series this year? Yeah, real interesting conversation, man. This uh, baseball season started off pretty good, pretty fast, pretty furious, and pretty puzzling. Puzzling. <laughs> puzzling. Yeah. Very puzzling. Puzzling. It's like, like, huh? Like, Tampa Bay the, gets hot. Pittsburgh the AL, gets hot. The AL East. Um, Tampa Bay is number one. Baltimore is number two. Toronto is number three. The Yankees are number four. Boston's number five. And all five teams are above 500. It's crazy. It's pandemonium. Wow. It's nuts. And the, the, pi the Pirates. The Pirates are the, They're the, playing the, the Rays this week. They're playing the, the Rays. Pirates, the Pirates are the best team in the National League. The Pittsburgh Pirates. They're the only... <laughs> They're the only team that can afford my salary here at the Sports Bros Podcast. <laughs> a nab. <laughs> a pack of nabs. Oh, man. You got to make sure. Uh, hey, my mama, she loved the nabs, man. She loved the, um, oh, the yeah. orange and the peanut butter. Oh, man. Matter of fact, when I get off here, I'm going to the store to get a pack of nabs. And I'm, I'm going to ship you some too, be live. All right. Uh, that's, all right. That's been it for Choice of the Voices. Coming up, we got a round of pepper coming right here at you at the train wreck that you love. <laughs> that you love the Sports Bros Podcast coming right back at you this is your boy Trey Dizzle wishing Eddie Cool Be Live and Scotty D the money man a happy 200th episode of the Sports Bros Podcast may there be thousands more speaking of 200 did you know you're 200 times more likely to catch an interception if you're playing against Dak Prescott? Have I ever mentioned to you guys that Dak Prescott sucks? If you guys have another 200 shows, I'm probably going to say Dak Prescott sucks another 200 times. Probably more than 200, actually. Well, Dak Prescott sucks. You guys have a good show. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard a woman. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we biggity, biggity bounce, it's time for a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really. Here to engage, enlighten, educate, entertain, and um, 
all that other good stuff, right? With that being said, I'll go first. All four of them, that's right. On this day in history, back in 1939, New York Yankee Lou Gehrig ends his consecutive games played streak, and the Yankees beat the Detroit Tigers 22-2. to And at the time, the record was 2,130 consecutive games, which would be broken later on by Cal Ripken Jr. Over to you, Scotty D. Wow. Well, I'm going to give you a uh, uh, pepper pretty much for um, all Pittsburgh stuff tonight. I did want to mention one thing. Though. I, did, I, I didn't get to do pepper last week. And I, Bill, I wanted to compliment you on that uh, one you did about the Staples Center and the, the – it's not yeah. not the stables anymore, but the changing of the floor thing, because you guys are you, you were right. They're probably I think the Kings are out now too, right? Didn't the Kings get eliminated? Yeah. What a pain in the butt that they had to <laughs> change from basketball to basketball to hockey back and forth. So that was that was actually a really good pepper for me. And you needed it because your first one was about curling. Anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> 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 so uh in, in the land of pittsburgh there's a gentleman by the name of dick Grote who passed away last week at the age of 92 and i don't know if you guys have heard of dick Grote, but he was the national league's most valuable player with the pirates in 1960 and that was the year that the pirates would go on to win the world series over the yankees on maz Roski's famous walk-off home run he actually teamed with maz as a double play combination maz being the second baseman him being the shortstop but what's interesting about dick Grote is he was in 2011 he was inducted into the national college baseball hall of fame and became the first person ever to be admitted to college basketball and baseball hall of fame he played basketball for duke uh he finished his career batting 286 um in his major league career and he spent a lot of years as the voice of pit panther basketball this was a, a rare guy who really was uh, covered a lot of sports in a big way. Uh, you know, you don't usually usually have quite that, that type of success and clout in two sports. But Dick Grote was a local legend here in Pittsburgh, and he passed away on April 27th, age 92. So happy trails, Dick Grote, Dick Grote, and thank you for the memories. Be live. Over to you. I appreciate that. Nice, nice, nice. Well, my first pepper point is going to be an apology. It's going to be an apology. Not for me, of course, because um, I do what's right and I don't need to apologize about anything. But this actually is an apology from Jason Tatum to Janet Jackson. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Tatum, he wants to reach out to Janet Jackson and apologize because he said he did not get the job done in time. And so, therefore, her um, concert tour and her concert um, that was supposed to be on Friday in Atlanta got pushed back a day because Atlanta was double booked. If Atlanta would have lost to the Celtics in game five, the series would have been over and Janet Jackson would have been on stage and done her thing. But because um, Trey Young knocked down a three-pointer with 2.1 seconds to beat <laughs> the Celtics, they they had a game six scheduled on that Friday, on this past Friday, and Janet Jackson's concert and all of her raving fans had to wait one more day. Sports rules everything. 
even over the great Janet Jackson, and we apologize to her. Eddie Cool, the ball. Let's wait a while before <laughs> I Ooh, she, ooh, she's still fine. All right, on this day in history, back in 2015, ah, fellas, I damn near forgot about this one. Floyd Mayweather Jr. defeats Manny Pacquiao on points in 12 rounds in the World Welterweight Unification fight that shatters all financial records for a boxing match. Yeah, I I remember where I was. I was in Atlanta at a bar watching this fight, and um, it was all right. Point. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't that great. It was like, <laughs> no. It, it, you it, boys want to guess where I was watching that one? Overtime Sports Cafe. <laughs> I, yep. I am on fire today. I'm on fire. That was, I think that was our second biggest night ever. The first one being Floyd Mayweather against Oscar De La Hoya. That was the mm-hmm. craziest night we ever had in overtime history. But, um, it's, it's too bad boxing can't get their act together and get us good fights like the UFC does. You know, UFC's they, they've got uh, Henry Cejudo, Triple C, and Aldemain Sterling fighting for the bantamweight title. That's like not even like one of their biggest hype fights, but that's a great fight coming up this week. Meanwhile, we're waiting on Errol Spence and um, tra- tra- uh, Terrence Crawford for years now, the same way we waited on Pacquiao and Mayweather. That fight was so overdue. Uh, anyway, let me throw another cool Pittsburgh thing at you. Brian Reynolds of the Buccos, our star, our star outfielder, was asking to get traded over the winter because he was probably sick of losing and sick of not getting paid. Well, the Buccos have agreed to an eight-year, $106.75 million contract through 2030 these buckos mean business they locked up he brian hayes last year now they locked up brian reynolds he's only 28 years old and he's in his prime years and he's playing good baseball these buckos maybe they are going all the way be live do you that that almost that's the first that's the first the first time the pirates have ever doled out a hundred million dollar contract better miss better miss wow. to spend some damn money ain't that yep. something that's, History. That that sounds like a Braves contract because I mean, we mm-hmm. we we ain't trying to pay people three hundred, four hundred, five hundred million dollars. That's a, that's a good valued contract. Speaking Very. of my Braves, and speaking of contracts, and speaking of some dumb up, mm. <laughs> he about to do <sighs> He almost. Did I'm it. with you on this one, buddy. I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. This year, you you know how you know how they, oh, any sport you know they like to celebrate different things with different props and things or whatever. I think that you got turnover chains and different all kinds of the the, the, the the most recent one I've seen is light the beam in Sacramento and um, the Warriors are just disrespectful for what they've been doing to the beam and light. I saw one that said light the L. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh wow. That's funny. That's funny. Picture it, but (laughs) there's a big L in the sky. That's that's terrible. But but I'm in this one right here, though. My beloved Atlanta Braves have been sporting after a home run. They've been celebrating home runs with the big hat. Love it. Love it. Big, big hat. Big hat, the big hat, the big cap. I think um, who's it for the commanders? Um, what what's my dude's name? That Brian Robinson. Been, 
Yes. Mm. Right. Um, a friend of his started well, a couple. I, I of am. Oh, I am on it today, I fellas. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> I, I'm back. Now, to take, I'm in the gym and I'm back to taking my vitamins. Go ahead, be live. <laughs> well, Major League Baseball and specifically. New era that um is the licensed producer of all of the caps that all of the major league baseball players um wear cease and desist. C M D because they don't produce the big hats, they don't make money off of them, they're not gonna allow anybody else. To profit through the blah, blah 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 blah, the Atlanta Braves per the major per Major League Baseball are no longer allowed to use the big um big cap to celebrate home runs. Stupid. So what I'm going to do on the um on the Sports Bros podcast is I'm going to support. I'm going to push. That couple of it's it's just it's dumb, but it's funny, and that's exactly what it is. It makes me laugh. I'm gonna find a way to get me a big cap, and I'm aware the next time I ever have any money, which could be a long time, but <laughs> they're gonna get my support. I need to know the official name of the company because we are gonna support them here at the Sports Bros Podcast. It's it's MLB. very possible that that, that big cap. We just probably fit you regular. Wow. And me, well, I got a big head too. I got a big old nog. The thing about this is that <laughs> I'm, it's okay that it might fit me regular. It might fit you regular, <laughs> but it won't fit that. Uh, it won't fit that five head that comes from. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you you opened this door. You opened that door. <laughs> Eddie, I'm I'm sorry you got hit by some friendly fire there. That was that was my bad. This close the, to wearing a hat for this episode. This the ball, the, the ball, this <laughs> asshole. Um, uh, got a few birthdays, fellas. Got a few birthdays, fellas. <laughs> I could be like, I can't stand your black ass. Um, on this day in history, back in 1975, David Beckham, also known as um, Mrs. Um, Scary Spice, ain't that her name? Um, he married her. He was born know. on this day. It's scary, scary, horrific, One terrible, spicy, posh, paprika, paprika, garam masala, tikka masala, curry spice. Anyways, um, David Beckham was born on this day back in 1975. He's 48 years old. Um, he has 115 caps, 58 as a captain. Be live is caps goal or game? But is that is that what a cap is? I believe, I believe uh, caps are games. Okay. Like international. No, no. I used to do that, but I think I think that no, those are those are goals. I believe. Okay. I mean, I whatever. As be live as as our research department, be live checks it out. All right, so we got a baseball. I mean, I'm sorry, we got a birthday there. Also born on this day. Fabo Cephalosha. He was oh Swiss my gosh, I forgot about that dude. Yep, uh, he was a Swiss basketball player. He was born on this day in 1984 in uh, Verve, Switzerland. Probably um, Claudio Castagnoli's neighbor. And um, 
Former Atlanta Braves catcher Jared Salsamakia was also born on this day wow. in 1985. And um, didn't he marry his teacher or something like that? Something weird. Anyways. Um, and Kyle Bush, NASCAR driver, he was born on this day in 1985. So we got a bunch of birthdays. Great stuff here at the Sports Bros Podcast. Uh, fellas, we had an off-air conversation. Oh, go ahead, be live. I was going to um, I was correct the first time. Caps is appearances. Okay. okay. Games for like, um, like for an international team or something like that. So Caps is how many games you played for a team. Gotcha. And okay. I was right. right the first time and I doubted myself. Things happen, man. Off guard. <laughs> Things happen. Big Things happen. Cap. Big cap. Teachy cap. Um. Before we get out of here, fellas, can we all agree that the WWE draft is pointless? Yeah, it's crap. <laughs> pointless, not needed. You got to, you got to, you got a big new belt to determine the new champion. Meanwhile, Roman got the belts, so that's like t- taking like a second place ribbon, knowing it don't mean nothing. But anyways, that's either here nor there. That's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, episode wait, number two. Wait, 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 where, you, where you going? What, what do you mean? <laughs> where, oh. where you going? You, you have never ended Pepper, ever, so <laughs> let, let's, oh. let, let's try let's try that again. I'm um, sorry. It was my third the, and final Pepper point. Wait a minute. So it goes back yeah, to Saturday. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Wait, I'm wait, out of practice. Wait, see wait, see wait. what happens when we do a two-person show this time of the week. <laughs> see how you start bragging how sharp you were? Right. Right. Uh, he, he, was, he was sharp also in uh, this uh, uh over to you, over to you, Scotty D. All right, my final my final pepper is actually it's a double point because I got emotional twice from sports this past week. The first time you guys probably have seen this, it was it was a moment that went viral was in the sixth round of the NFL draft when the Dallas Cowboys selected Deuce. Vaughn from Kansas State, whose father, Chris, is a scout for the Dallas Cowboys. And Chris was outside of the room when they decided that they were going to go ahead and make this selection. And when he came back in, they said it was kind of like a, a surprise party. He didn't know what was going on. And they said, we want you to make the call. And he made the call and said, son, how'd you like to come to work with me next week? And, oh, man, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I mean, just the joy you must feel that your son – gets drafted in the NFL is one thing, but to be able to bring him into your job. Oh man. Great moment for the Cowboys. To make the call. Yeah. To make, make the, the call. call. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, I got, I got emotional watching it. And so my favorite football team had an emotional moment and my favorite baseball team. So I don't know if this story has gotten too far out of Pittsburgh, but there's a young man named Drew Maggi who's been in the minor leagues for 13 years and got brought up to play for the pirates last week. Uh, he sat the bench for the first couple games against the Dodgers. They finally bring him into the game. His parents are in the stands, and he, he steps up to the plate, and he strikes out. And <clears throat> it was still a cool moment <clears throat> for him because he had not been in a major – he had not had a major league at bat prior to that. 13 years in the minors, and then had a, been in a, a couple different organizations. Well, on Saturday, they let him, they let him pinch hit again. And <clears> – <throat> excuse me – against the Nationals – he got an RBI base hit up the middle, and it was like the Pirates had just made it. It just qualified for the postseason. He was emotional. There was a lot of Pirate fans in the stands. The dugout was going crazy. My dad and I were just sitting there like, 
yeah. And I didn't want my dad to see that I was getting like a little misty while this happened. But 13 years, and I think he's 34 years old. That's a long time to wait to get your first hit as a major league baseball player. But just think of how much that must have meant to that kid. And then they sent him down the next day. Anyway, he has a moment you can never take away from him. His first hit in RBI, one crack of the bat on Saturday against the Nationals. Cool moment. A couple cool emotional moments. Sports, man, they, they cut to your heart sometimes. Be live. Take us home. Absolutely, man. That I did not know that um, his, um, for the, the Cowboys that um, his dad made the call. That makes it even – that yeah. was – that's amazing. And now I get to ruin the mood entirely. Oh. Um, recently, um, the city of Boston, Bingtown, has been known for a lot of sports history, um, moments, and everything, all of the above. You got the Red Sox, you got the Bruins, the Bruins' best hockey um, season ever. You got the New England Patriots and everything they've done. And all of the sports history. And then you even have the Boston Marathon. You had the bomber that brought is a lot of mo- um, nostalgia and moments behind that and respect to those that lost family members in the bombing on years past. Well, here I come to ruin all of that because there was a different type of bomb that was left in Boston during the Boston Mar- Marathon this year. Because during the marathon, one particular runner had been running and running and running 26.2 miles this distance. No. No. And I can't make that my third time before. You I'm feeling where you're going, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, 26.2 miles might be a long way to run, especially if you have a difficult situation running through your inside. (laughs) And so there was footage, home security footage of one runner that could not make it across the finish line. And the damn ring doorbells. <laughs> Those damn ring doorbells. Decided that he needed to relieve himself during the race by, by re- taking a dump. <laughs> and in closing. <laughs> oh, finish this. This we all we here now. <laughs> what, what else is there to say? He took a dump in somebody's yard during the Boston Marathon. There's nothing else to say. There's no there's, there's no backstory to it. He had to he had to go number two. He's a whiz. That's a great story, B Live. It's time for the dump button, but what a Holy thing to do. Holy crap. Exactly. Crap. Dump. Uh Perfect words to describe what happened. Oh, my Lord. Yes. He could make it 26.2 miles. He had to take a dump. It was an emergency. And it was caught on a on a doorbell camera, home security video. 
I didn't even look up his name. I just say, you know what? I'm just gonna just tell this story and call it a day. Thank you all for playing. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yes, sir. Happy Derby take, weekend, everybody. <laughs> I'm about to go take a dump myself. Forte, three to one favorite. And then uh-huh. closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can do something nice for someone else, they'll greatly appreciate it now more than ever. Be a blessing. Be a burden. Don't, don't be a burden. Yeah, be a blessing. Don't be a burden. Don't be going to people's yards taking a dookie, dropping deuces. <laughs> don't be drinking no coffee because you know that runs through your stomach. If you're lactose intolerant, don't do it. All right? Just, just don't do it. Hey, if you want to be on the Sports Bowls podcast like you heard Miss Button and Trey Dizzle, let us know. We'll gladly replay your voice messages here on the Sports Bowls podcast. Keep it short because we ain't got that kind of time. All right? <laughs> it's been another episode of the Sports Bowls podcast. We love you. Take care. And um, just, just, just. just, just you just, live? Take us out of here? Just be, yes, sir. Yeah, do that. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing <laughs> to say. <laughs> Yes, sir. And congratulations to the newlyweds, Abe and Christian Woodard. Congratulations to y'all. Love y'all. Thanks for having me. They're both Alabama fans, and Clemson beat them twice in the national championship. Aha! I bet you that nasty bum ain't wipe his ass neither. <laughs> Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our Linktree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>